Hello and welcome to the movie's Past and Present Podcast. It's May 28, 2020, and this is episode 46. I'm your host, Stanford Clark, and I'm podcasting from the crossroads of the West in beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. Just like my blog, moviespastandpresent.com, I'll be providing recommendations, commentary, and reviews about current and classic cinema. Thanks for tuning in, and let's do this thing. So, streaming services are where it's at for our movie entertainment, and there's a big new streaming service to uh, to talk about this week. It's HBO Max. So, this is the new streaming service from Warner Media, and they've got a lot of stuff. So, as you know, HBO is a very well established brand. It stands for Home Box Office, as you I'm sure you know too. And HBO has been a mainstay of, of premium cable for years, and then they've been branching out on some of these other services. Most recently, they've had uh, an app called HBO Now, which you could subscribe to, where you get uh, HBO content, where you get to watch their original series and whatnot. And so, uh, just like HBO, HBO Max, uh, there's new, this new streaming service, has lots of movies and uh, lots of also their, I think it's going to include a a library of all of their original series too. Uh, You know, HBO is home of Game of Thrones and Sex and the City and all these other shows that are kind of um, cultural touchstones for sure, uh, if you're into that sort of thing. HBO also has had a handful of children's shows and so uh, HBO Max, it looks like, is, is, is going to continue with that. They've got a partnership with Sesame Street. There's going to be some kind of an Elmo show that they're doing. And, and uh, anyway, so I think there's going to be some kids programming. They also have got uh, brand new Looney Tunes uh, shorts that they've created exclusively for HBO Max, which sound appealing to me. That's kind of the thing that sounds... <laughs> most appealing uh in addition to the uh, the studio ghibli catalog you know studio ghibli that great animation studio out of japan they haven't uh participated in any streaming services up until up until now with the debut of, of hbo max uh turner classic movies which is part of the swarner media family they'll be providing some 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 popular classic movie titles uh, on the service, and uh, I understand there's some Criterion uh, titles too that are that that are on on HBO Max. So uh, anyway, lots of movies, and and, and again, all, all the stuff that HBO offers. The cost is I think around fifteen dollars a month. I know that they're offering some 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 certain deals. I think they were offering a sign up early deal, which is now uh, over because they 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 launched this week, but. Uh, and then I, th- I think down the road they're going to be offering something that might be a little lower cost that has some advertisements in it. But anyway, uh, it 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 looks robust, and and hopefully it's going to be a, a success for them. Another big thing that they were talking about with HBO Max, uh, as far as their launch goes, is there's going to be it's not coming out until next year, but there's going to be the, what they refer to as the Snyder Cut from from Zack Snyder uh, of of the Justice League movie 
Now that is absolutely not a draw for me, but it could be a draw for many. So, so anyway, HBO Max is is a is a streaming option for you, and and I've got a link. I've got a link to it in in the, the podcast notes on my blog. If you want to go out to the website and check it out and and learn more, another option uh, for watch at home uh, for the next few days is going to be. There's actually going to be a really interesting film festival on YouTube, of all places. This is called the We Are One. Uh, it's a global film festival. And it's basically a combination of the Tribeca Film Festival and then a few other film festivals are contributing. Because, you know, pretty much every film festival, other than really than the Sundance <laughs> Film Festival this year, has been canceled. Uh, due to to COVID nineteen, and so I they're they're offering these movies on YouTube for free, and then there's always there's going to be a place where you where you can donate if you if if you want to donate some money. This this going to go to some some causes that are documented. You know these are some specific causes that are on the site. So I'll put the site uh, links to the site out on uh, the podcast notes, but it's. It's basically, you know, youtube.com slash we are one is where you're going to find this. And again, I've got a link to that too in the podcast notes. But uh, this film festival, excuse me, this film festival starts tomorrow, uh, May 29th, and runs through June 7th. And every day they've got a schedule of films that you can watch, I guess, quote unquote, live. And then it sounds like there's going to be some kind of an archive. And I don't know if at every single movie that they stream is going to be archived. But it sounds like there might be some kind of an uh, an on demand option. We'll see how that how that how, how they're going to how they're going to handle that. But I'm planning to tune in for 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 some of these stuff. There's not a lot of tiles that I'm necessarily familiar with, but that's why you go to a film festival, right? There's some of these uh, again. It looks like it's going to be a showcase of of ind- for independent filmmakers and and uh, a lot of of interesting international stuff in this. We are one. Uh, global film festival. Another couple of things while we're talking about streaming, uh, there are there are two recently added titles to Disney Plus that are from the 20th Century Fox Library that I thought that were worthy. You know, because because the Walt Disney Company now owns 20th Century Fox, uh, they've been putting some more family friendly titles on the Disney Plus service, and so. Two of these titles, I think, could be worth your while if they're movies that you haven't seen or you haven't seen for for a while. The first up is Fantastic Mr. Fox, which is from 2009. This is uh, directed by Wes Anderson, and it's based on it's based on the book by Roald Dahl. And you know, Wes Anderson, uh, you know, typically directs live action films, right? He directed Rushmore and the Royal Tenenbaums. Uh, the Life Aquatic with Steve Zizou, The Grand Budapest Hotel. You know, there's a lot of movies. He's he's got a very distinctive visual style, and it's amazing that he brings his style into the world of stop motion animation. Uh, this 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 movie is is really fun. It is if you if you've never seen it, it's just basically about these books these these. Uh, these animals that kind of take on the farm, take on the farmers. Um, but it's, it's done again with, with this great Wes Anderson style. Uh, it's got great vocal talent 
and it's 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 just really a unique film. So I'm excited to watch it on Disney Plus, and I I think that's hopefully something I'll be watching this weekend or or, or very soon. Another addition on Disney Plus is the uh, musical Hello Dolly from 1969. Now this is a film adaptation of the you know the the wildly popular Broadway play uh, with music by Jerry Herman. This film adaptation that was done in 1969 was directed by the great Gene Kelly, and uh, you know it's it, it's a movie that really harkens back to the late 40s and 50s, really the heyday of the MGM musical. Um, this was made by 20th Century Fox, and I think they, they poured in a ton of money into it. Um, on the Broadway stage, the the it was Carol Channing who who was part of the original Broadway cast of, of Hello, Dolly, and who played the role for, for many, many years. For this film version, they brought in Barbara Streisand, who was, in a lot of ways, I mean, she, clearly she was, she was extremely popular, but um, was really young. In fact, um, I always thought Barbara Streisand was just <laughs> like 30 years too young to play this role. But... But, uh, I, you know, Turner Classic Movies and their wonderful big screen classic series back in the day, you know, when we could go to the movie theater, they showed this on the movie theater, um, you know, pre-COVID-19. This was, this was a, f a few months ago. And it was a real revelation to me to see it on the big screen, as it typically is, because, you know, that's just how I prefer to see movies. But uh, Gene Kelly really used a lot of artistry in, 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 in crafting this film, had incredible sets, great costumes, great set, just set pieces generally, and just a good cast. You know, Walter Matthau's in it, Tommy Toon, and uh, it's it's a uh, it was fun to see it on the big screen, and so I I think it might be fun to try to watch it again. I feel like I've kind of forgiven <laughs> some of the some of the things that I haven't liked about it uh, in the past. Also, if you've ever seen the Pixar film Wall-E. You might have a little tender spot in your heart for, for uh, this this movie that that might not otherwise be there. So, so uh, anyway, Fantastic Mr. Fox and Hello Dolly on Disney Plus could be another couple options for you as you're looking for something to watch with your family. Speaking of movies to watch with your family, I've picked 10 what I'm calling comfort films to watch on Disney+. And I guess this is a bit uh, self-indulgent because these are films that bring me comfort. But hopefully they'll bring you possibly some comfort too. And heaven knows we need it uh, uh, right now. So uh, these 10 films, they're, they're kind of all, all over the place. But again, they're all, they're all on the Disney Plus service. So hopefully that's something uh, you're, you're, you've got and, and that, that you're enjoying and that these titles might be some things that you, that either you haven't seen yet or, or you haven't seen for a while. So first up is the movie uh, Monsters Incorporated. This is, this is a Pixar Animation Studios film from 2001. And this film is just pure delight. Uh, you know, that it takes place in this, this uh, 
city called Monstropolis, where the monsters go in and they they go into children's closets at night and scare them, and then they use this children's screams to power their monster city. And I mean, it's such it's this high concept, crazy, you know, crazy idea. But it, the magicians at Pixar really make it work. This film, you know, came out in, in 2001 and not too long after the horrible 9-11 terrorist attacks. And I remember seeing this film in the theater and uh, it brought me a lot of comfort then. And, and, and recently we watching it on Disney Plus. It reminded me of, 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 of that scary time and how we're in a scary time now and and uh and just seeing this this uh really excellent film uh made me feel better so so monsters inc is 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 a, is, is a comfort film another one for me it's pixar cars from 2006 now i think a lot, you know a lot of people in the animation community don't necessarily love these Cars movies, and I don't necessarily blame them. But I think that this first Cars film from 2006 is terrific. It's uh, it's got a great uh, story, dare I say, a really great moral to it, and very satisfying ending. And I just can't get enough of this Carsification land or Carsified landscape. That again, the magicians at Pixar put into this movie. Every detail is is so delightful when they're out in that Radiator Springs area. Uh, so much of the natural beauty has also got uh, elements from from uh, the design of automobiles integrated into the landscape, and it's just endlessly clever and really, really a, a heartwarming story. Again, dare dare I say. And and really and, and and a lot of um, a lot of fun. Uh, so so the original the original cars is and then also you know it remind it remind me a lot of of that great Carsland area that's at the Disney California Adventure Park and there at the Disneyland Resort and that that's such a such a really wonderful themed area if you if you've ever been been into that so it reminded me of going to cars land too and so ha happy memories and 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 uh happy things with 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 a really good ending to um from cars so now i've got a couple of titles that are from marvel studios and they might you might think um again you know what what am i thinking um comfort films and, and marvel but uh the first one is dr strange from from 2016 uh I think this is such a such an interesting story. I, I love I love this the character arc of Doctor Stephen Strange, who you know who's the, who's the title character, who's played by Benedict Cumberbatch in, in in the film, and how he goes from just being you know a selfish, arrogant jerk to to uh, he gets just incredibly humbled and and uh, and also finds he's got some really amazing powers. And it's it's a cool journey with uh, really great uh, special effects and some really great action scenes, and again, just a really interesting story, really interesting, unique character. 
you know, for for a superhero movie. Uh, also, in, in Mar- for Marvel, uh, another movie that I just love is Black Panther uh, from 2018. I think that. Again, it's not that it's a necessarily a warm and fuzzy movie. I mean, it's it's a superhero slash, you know, kind of a war movie. But uh, it's so interesting and so well done and such, uh, such a great, uh, great uh, human drama that they put in within you know, the context of this, of this superhero and supernatural story. Um excellent direction by Ryan Coogler and one of the also things that I really like about Black Panther is the music uh, which is composed by Ludwig Göransson I hope I'm saying his name correctly but the music really stands out on Black Panther and it's 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 a visual and a sonic treat so uh, of course I had to put in a Star Wars movie and probably the Star Wars movie that just brings me the most comfort is is the original Star Wars um, episode four, a new hope from 1977 or just star Wars. <laughs> uh, you know, what, what can be said that, that hasn't already been said about, about this great movie. And I've seen it so many times, but, um, every time I love it and, and it, it just puts a smile on my face and makes me really happy. Uh, got now some titles from, from, uh, Walt Disney animation studios, which hello is my, you know, my, uh, my favorite, um, uh, I uh, I picked some interesting titles. <laughs> You'll have to let me know what you think. What you think of these two? But um, I picked Oliver and Company. One that I had recently watched. It is from 1988. You know, it's it, it's not the best movie from Disney Animation by by any means. It's it's really cute. Probably one that skews better towards a younger demographic. Than, than one that fits incredibly well with both adults and children. However, it's it's got some some really great music and and some some solid performances, you know, with with the vocal cast that that make it worthwhile. Uh, Billy Joel voices the character of Dodger. You know, this is an adaptation of Oliver Twist that's done in New York City, modern day New York City, with. Uh, with animals, with animals and and some human characters thrown in there too, but but Oliver is a little kitten, a little homeless kitten, and then um, the artful Dodger is actually just known as Dodger, and he's a dog, and he's and he's voiced by Billy Joel, and there is this really great number near the first of the movie where Dodger and Oliver meet, and uh, the song is called Why Should I Worry, and Billy Joel sings it, and uh, this animation just has Billy Joel. Uh, going around New York City, and he this dog, you know, the dogs ride on top of the of cars and the top of taxis, and just kind of jump all over wherever they want, and and uh, uh, really kind of own the city in their own in their own way, uh, and it's it's just delightful just being able to see that. Why should I worry? Segment alone. Uh, was worth the was worth a watch and put a smile on my face and again brought brought some comfort to me. The uh, Bette Midler plays a role in it too. She plays this this um, spoiled rich poodle, and she's funny. and And Cheech Martin is in it, and he's you know, uh, it's 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 all just um, good fun. 
And uh, but it was really all about Billy Joel and why should I worry? Um, that's uh, that's what that's all about. Recently, I also watched both Fantasia movies: Fantasia from 1940, and then Fantasia 2000 from you know the year 2000. Those movies are so beautiful. Um, the original Fantasia was so groundbreaking, and and uh, with the exception of the Ride of Spring, I mean, you know, well. Actually, I really love that Ride of the Spring sequence, but it's, you know, pretty jarring. So it's the Night on Bald Mountain. Not that those give you comfort, but <laughs> the uh, the artistry and just the experience of the film is so great. And it's one where I really wish someday, I mean, I've seen it on the big screen before, and I hope I hope someday to get to see it again on the big screen, just because it's such, it's such an amazing experience. But the print, the digital print that they've got on Disney Plus was excellent just flawless and beautiful i thought the colors were amazing and the sound was terrific on my little my little home tv and uh i just loved it um i also loved the experience watching fantasia 2000 I, uh, that is, is such a, a an interesting piece of work too and again i don't think this is quite as good as the original fantasia but it's still solid and the animation is beautiful uh, the music recording is is flawless too, and I love I love the little interstitials that they put in. Of course, they've got you know these celebrities that introduce these the segments, but uh, it's like the the symphony is floating in outer space, and it's so it's so beautifully conceived and executed. Um, I really love it. Uh, going from something completely different, but also released that same year in two thousand was was uh, the Emperor's New Groove which is just this absolutely bonkers comedy but it always makes me smile it's 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 super funny hopefully you've had a chance to see it you know this movie was supposed to be something very different as as disney was making it uh they were they called it the empire of the sun again it was set in set in south america i don't know if it was necessarily set in with the incas or 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 you know what kind of ancient civilization but uh, Sting, you know, the, the musician Sting was brought in to write the music, and and they just couldn't get they couldn't get it to work. So uh, they brought in some new creative talent, some, some brought in some different directors, and took it just to release something. They they took it in a very different direction. It's almost it almost feels like it's uh, a Warner like a. a a movie version of Warner Brothers Looney Tunes. <laughs> I mean, it's got that kind of tone and pacing, but it's it, it's it's actually a blast. And and the the animation that, that they that they did for it, uh, very stylized, but 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 terrific. Uh, again, set in set in uh, Peru, and and uh, and with with kind of the Inca uh, aesthetic. And it's a blast. So, just just for just for a silly time and a good laugh and some cool art, the Emperor's New Groove is hard to beat. Final film in my comfort film list is is actually, uh, I guess maybe kind of an out of the blue one. Maybe you've seen this in the Disney Plus lineup, uh, and if you haven't watched it, it's worth watching. It's a documentary called Frank and Ollie. It was made in 1995, um, and it's it's about Two Disney animators. Uh, they're actually uh, two of well, who Walt Disney referred to as the nine old men. Uh, 
that he was kind of joking about these this group of anime senior level anime animators. He was comparing them to the Supreme Court of the United States. Um, don't know if it was a if it was a compliment <laughs> or not, but the name stuck. Uh, but Frank Thomas and Ollie Johnson were longtime animators at Disney, and they they did the tons of characters that you you know. And this this documentary uh, discusses that. It was done. It was put together by Frank Thomas's son, who's a documentary filmmaker. But Frank and Ollie, not only did they work at Disney together, they were also best friends, and they they were neighbors, and you know their families were very close, and and uh, this 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 film documents it. So not only do you get a real taste of of wonderful Disney animation. But you get an insight into the lives of the people who created it, and it is a nothing but a warm fuzzy. And just because these two are delightful, they're just delightful men, and and uh, and did you know amazing work as we as we as we all know, and as the world um, gets to appreciate every time they watch one of these great Disney animated classics. So. So Frank and Ollie from 1995 would uh, hi highly recommend it, and again another film that that uh, could bring some comfort to you during uh, this difficult time. Well, that does it for this episode of the Movies Past and Present Podcast. Again, links and more information about all of the movies discussed in today's podcast can be found in the podcast notes on my blog at moviespastandpresent.com. You can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Links are also on the blog. As always, I hope you will enjoy some good movies this week, whether they be from the past or the present. Until next time, thanks for listening, and be safe out there.